Welcome to Forever XL, the Path of XL podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. I'm Tyler Recker of Days. And I'm Brittany. Yay. We told you last time you were part of the crew now. I got my punch card in the mail. I'm, I'm all right. set. You're checked in. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> time is being paid for. Are you doing your part here, Ty? This thing that you got, or are you just going to stare? Or is that saving? Are you saving that for well, later? Well, you were pinking it. You were pinking right. stuff. You know so what? I Welcome. You were this going is episode 81 it. of Forever Exiled. I hate we're up you. to 81. It's pretty awesome. Yep. It's pretty sweet. We've had BK for 41, 51, 61, 71, and now 81. Oh my goodness. Right? That's I think like that's a right. VIP. Yep. That's, that's a VIP the trend. Stamp it's been card. every 10, whether intentional or not. It just worked out that it's way. Awesome. Yep. And now you're kind of, this is going to be the greatest episode ever. Yes. yes because we have things to talk about. Yay. But, but it's partly your fault. Well, not necessarily your fault, but your podcast's fault because uh, we, we love our lawns and we oh, haven't man. talked to you about 314 <laughs> yet. So this is, and we, we're going to thank Aria from our discord for this one, but this is going to be um, Brittle's league launch. Huh? Get it? L-A-W-N launch episode. There you go. It's going to be in the title and everything just for you. Uh, first big shout out to our patreons uh thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast if you're curious what our patreon is biggest bonus is you get access to after dark which is our podcast after the podcast where we just chat some more about poe and other things lawns and there may may not be whiskey yep or or whatever (laughs) any kind of booze is okay anyway yeah thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast you're awesome let's go into uh how was your week bk let's start with you how's your week P- non-poe can we go with like a what's a non-poe week for you does anything happen outside of poe for me <laughs> though really i don't know it's got to there's got to be something well i guess i am i am i have circled the earth one more time as of tomorrow i'll be oh yeah happy birthday yeah i that's guess so cool. that's all that's going on really and Yay. i'm working the entire thing so that's it that's cool Thanks for sharing it with us. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, that's right. Now you got a new title, Ty. It's a launch and a birthday. No, I mean, like, most of the time, the weeks are just broken down by streaming, and that's the job, so that's what usually goes down. And then with streaming, it's always this really weird crossover where, like, most people, they finish up at work and they go home, and, like, maybe there's, like, work emails or something that come into their phones, but for the most part, there's, like, a big separation of home life and work life, and for streamers, it's, you just have to, you're online all the time. Because, like, whenever you're not online live, then there's still people, like, there's communities that you foster, and then there's also people that, you know, maybe can't catch the normal stream times that still have questions. So you have to answer the questions in Discord and on forums and on all this other kind of stuff. So it's it's very really rare that I get away from all of it. Hmm. <laughs> what just? I don't know. Just the thought of being always on for. Oh, it's definitely not ideal. I would really like for you know some someday when I don't have to hustle nearly as hard for <laughs> for what basically passes as the minimum wage uh, to actually have like downtime where I just like stop being brittlene for hours at a time like i look forward to that like do you that's watch <laughs> any shows uh if i'm like having dinner or something i'll like watch a show alongside of it or if it's like during downtime where i'm not streaming but i'm awake i'll like have a show going while i'm playing poe but this first these this first couple of weeks in the poe league are really grindy for me personally yeah, just yeah. because of our community days that we get off going on the uh you know, the second Saturday of the league where we start doing map device unlocks for everyone. 
I've had to basically, because there's no Legion on the map device or really good access to Legion outside of Scarabs, like I have been having to grind the emblems so that we can be ready for that. And that's been my free time and my stream time for the last few days hmm. so that we can do the service for everyone. So you haven't seen Drive to Survive on Netflix? No. We suggest it. I'm speaking for the team. Okay. We suggest it. We, Justin and I, would like it. So we want you to spend it's, it's your valuable racing, personal so. time doing it too. Or there's some great <laughs> infomercials for some lawn care products out there. You can check Do those it. out too. No, thank you. Yeah, just maybe like on your little patio or deck or something. That was a, that was a really a rude spot. no thank you. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> ah. I tried to I tried to shove as much sarcasm into a single couple of syllables as possible. It worked. But, you know. Saves your breath. All right. Yeah. Good. How was your week, Ty? I had a good week. It was a normal week. Kids, some some rain, some sun, played outside as much as we could, played board games, watched some shows. It was good. I didn't get as much POE in as I wanted to. Um, basically, last time I played was Monday when we played, but I was taking the kids for a walk. Well, I mean, we go for walks all the time, but I was taking... I forget if I was with the kids. Yeah, I think it was with the kids. It doesn't matter if I was with the kids or not. But I was doing one of the many routes around in our neighborhood. And somebody's got the garage open and they're blaring their music as they're working in the garage. And you remember Bush? Bush X? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like 90s. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I remember Greg and I used to listen to them in Pearl Jam all the time. And so anyway, someone's listening to Bush. I'm like, I haven't heard that since it used to be on the radio. That's crazy. And I look over. And now I'm, I'm 39, right? I look over and the guy's like, looks like he's 55, like late 50s, mid 50s. And I'm like, do I, do I look that old? Like, I don't work in my garage. I'm not a garage guy. But if I was to work in my garage, blare the music, do the stuff. And like a kid was walking past like that prick kid that like totally schooled me with the, hey, nice scoot. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, let's say that kid walks by and he sees me. He's like, man, I'm like, do I, do I look like I'm 60? Blaring my bush. Uh, you could. I don't know. I don't. Yo, hat on or hat off? Did you have your hat on or off? It's always on when I'm outside. Okay. Then helps. you're probably not pushing sixty. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a dick. All right, whatever. It was good, but I'm all of a sudden I started thinking like, I wonder what I look like to other people because when I meet other people in their late thirties, I'm like, oh, they look. I look like they're in their late thirties, but I never picture myself looking like I'm in the late thirties. So, I wonder what I look like to other people. It's not great. It's not great. Okay. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll work but on now that. You if know. you, um, when we're done, you just draw, drive me to the closest bridge. That'll be fine. Just drop me off. I'll be good. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one way trip. It'll be fine. Don't worry about picking me up. Read about me later. How about you? Uh, my week was fine. I don't even think about it. I, uh, worked and played a little bit and I honestly didn't do anything fun this week. It was just work. A little bit of POE. We played a little bit. We'll talk about that, but. Do you still feel like you're going to live forever? Fuck yeah. Okay, good. Forever. I'm just, that's, that's the most important thing. That's a sandlot forever. That's important. Yep. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling, I still feel great. I'm going for, oh man, I'm going for uh, my ozone therapy pretty soon. That's all lined up. Yep. <laughs> uh, I had my, you. I had some blood work done. Oh yeah. Yep. And they, they did something fancy to it and sent it back in you. So you no, that's, the ones, that's ozone therapy. Oh, this one, you just got blood work done because mm-hmm. they're just one. testing, uh, I don't know, different things. I don't even know what he was talking about. He's a cool doctor. Okay. Like, hey, let me take your blood. I'm like, all right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was an all right week. It was, yeah, 
It was just work and, and a little bit of POE. All right. All right. How was your, let's do your POE week and we're going to leave BK to the end because I feel like she may have a little bit more POE experience this week than us. What did, did you play? Well, with you, with you. Yeah. And I don't remember if I played Sunday night. I think I did. I think I had a, a broadcast this week and then I also played with you, but it was actually a pretty busy week uh, hanging out with people this week. So um didn't get a chance, but I did want to make sure I got a couple maps in with the three fourteen point one and its hotfix. So I loaded the game up. I was able to come downstairs before the podcast and I played about 25 minutes just to see what the changes were like. Didn't get the f- true feel for it because I'm still in white maps on my own. I only do red when I'm with you, but that was good. I mean, Burning Rage, I don't know what its beef is with me, but the Burning Rage trial is always last. It's like it waits. It's it's kind of like it's that top right valve fragment. Maybe they have. I I thought they all had the same weight, but maybe not because it seems like burning rage only shows up after I've seen every other trial five times. Anyway, Eth found it for me, so I was able to log in and fully fully ascend, which was nice. Yeah, he was telling me that he was looking for the the last one, and I was like, it's it's burning rage. It's always burning rage. That's right. That's right. So outside of the 314 update, when we were playing together, performance was garbage. Outside of 314. Okay, so we're talking like even sorry, before sorry, ultimatum. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. My apologies. Before 314.1, okay. performance was garbage when we were playing together. Like we were just playing. It was yep. normal. It looked like Minecraft dumbed down to the 80s. It, it looked bad on a regular basis. But it was way better than performance on 3.13. Yes. Yep. So especially it was for still you, garbage especially for you. in terms of a threshold, in terms of quality. It isn't something that should have been released what we were playing at pre-14.1. But it's way better than it was for me in 3.13. I played today, but it was, like I said, it was only in white maps. And I didn't have any issues. Just, but I mean, it's by myself. I'm not playing with someone else and someone else's crazy MTX and gear and all that kind of stuff. Just their skills, just me. But I do have 14 minions running around with me. So, uh, or hang on. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So it was good. Dying? You're actually dying. It this is going to be the best episode ever. No, you know how my ribs act up lots? They just haven't a lot. No? Okay. Well, oh. it's since I broke my ribs long okay. ago. Okay. What, you just can't start, you just can't breathe? Maybe you should like Sometimes stand up. Sometimes it's like they just like stab my lungs. That's what it feels like. Maybe stand up or something? No, it's okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> it just hurts. Shut your face. God, can you die later? <laughs> I will die. You're like in the middle of this. After okay? AD. <laughs> Please right, schedule right, accordingly. So, so anyway, cut some of that. <laughs> nah. But it was really nice to play. I, I enjoyed it, and it was nice to actually play with the 14.1 hotfix that we'll talk about in a little bit. Dynamic resolution, dynamic resolution did seem to partially work. It definitely didn't hit the 30 frames per second that I was aiming for, but I was at 15. And yes, 15 sounds horrible, but when you are used to zero and then five for a second and then down to zero for a second and five, like 313 was for me. I'll take 15 frames per second. It's still not acceptable, but I absolutely was having a great time, having a good time, and hopefully dynamic resolution will be able to work up to 30 frames per second soon. But it was hilarious. You and I, we were pissing ourselves. This is the first league, including Delve, including all this stuff. This is the first league for me with my system. When I hit alt, it freezes the game. Wasn't that hilarious? 
when we would show all the items on the game and it would actually lock it up for three seconds. And we weren't doing anything crazy. They were normal ultimatums. We weren't doing stuff that was like insane yet. It was just normal ultimatums and normally Alex maps. Hold alt three it's second stupid. downtime. It it's was crazy. It's really dumb. There's yeah. too much shit. They need to, so, they need to knock it off. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, um, but maybe we can get into that, that there'll, there'll be another conversation about that a little bit later on. So it, I had a great POE week to answer your question. I barely remember it. It's a good thing I take notes because that was Monday. Today's Friday, but I had a good week. Go. Uh, I played with you on Monday and it was fun. It was actually like reasonable. The multiplayer side is a lot of fun now because the ultimatums, like one thing it has going for it is the multiplayer actually works quite well mm-hmm. where we can kind of pick our own thing. It, it it was plain like garbage and and we'll talk about the patches but it was I, I can't stand all the crap on the screen i can't crap stand how ugly ultimatums are i can't stand how much loot is dropping it just doesn't look nice and then throw on top of the fact that half the time you can't see what was going to render you couldn't see what was the the award you were picking from like it did get fixed a bit with 14.1 but it was annoying but it was at least fun to be able to play with somebody and it was playable even despite all the stuff I just said, you know, you could actually play, which normally you couldn't. And then I played a little bit through the week. I don't even remember why, because, I mean, we'll talk more about it, but it, I'm struggling a little bit with PoE right now. I'm just finding it boring and it's early, which is weird. That is not you. You don't normally bail until the four week mark at the earliest. There's just nothing new endgame. Like the ultimatums are fun, but it's not... It's not new endgame, so it's just weird for me. I don't know. But we can I'll get ask into that a question later. and then we can segue into to Brittle. But this is the first league in a while where they haven't reshuffled the map. Does that have any value to you? Do the you Atlas? feel yeah. Do no, you feel care. like there's redundancy because the Atlas didn't get shuffled? I know they do it for league players. I never care which map is in which area as long as specific things are balanced, like, you know, secret hideouts and that kind of stuff. Does, does that does, matter? Do you think that? I was certainly hoping for a non-static in-game, especially with the new Atlas region. So it'd be kind of cool to see those shuffled up with the maps changing too. But ultimately, it doesn't really change anything aside from potential like metas within the subset of a league where like maybe this one notable area has this one particular map that's particularly good for it this league, but then that changes next league. The way that people were targeting atolls to farm Haywork, Hamlet, or Harvestcraft's last league because atoll is a very easy map to run very quickly. There's not much there. So it's quick to look for the harvest, quick to get out. And so like there's certain opportunities where like those things can align, especially if it shifts often. But I'm not completely like heartbroken. It's not in there. But I'm not entirely like blah that it's was forgotten either. Like it'd be nice, but I understand. What is the reason? What is the uh, like? Why would they? What would be a reason to not shuffle maps around in the Atlas? Oh, probably man hours. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe they feel with the complexity that now exists in the end game that shuffling it every time too would just create too much confusion. Confusion. Excuse me. Syllables are important. Do you th- do you think maybe they just forgot and they put it out and they were like. Oh, shit. <laughs> I would say it's more likely that they didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Because depending on how they programmed the new Atlas passives to function, they may have like hard coded it to certain regions only. And then now like they don't have the time to make it flexible or something like that, depending on how the code went down. 
it could be easy or not easy at all to change such a thing. It seems easy to us because they're like, yeah, just flip it around, put that one there and put it this one here. Aha. We never knew on their side. I think it could be because they redid some of the Atlas passives and maybe more than they wanted to. Maybe they had intentions of maybe tweaking them here and there, but they they really changed them. And so maybe they intentionally didn't change the regions just so that they could see what the new patterns are with the same maps, but the new Atlas passives. Yeah, that's true too. They could still be feeling out the balance of the passives in the game. How was your week? POE. POE week. I got my little budget farmer online. Uh, I haven't run like an old school quantity build since like 3.8 or so. It's been a while. And there's like a lot of evidence now that farming the ultimatums at lower tiers can be profitable. It's gotten so bad that people are quarry farming ultimatums now because it's just super easy to sit in there, bonk all the waves, and then it's still like 12 chaos worth of stuff every single thing. It doesn't take maps. You just reset it. They're what farming? Quarry. Quarry. The zone in the story. Yeah. Like usually league in like the way quarry is set up. Most of the time, the league stuff spawns very close to the waypoint that you can see it. So you just go straight there and then use the waypoint to reset, go straight there, use the waypoint to reset. Not a lot of travel involved. And so since there's this prevalence towards, you know, maybe staying in lower tiers to still get a similar amount of reward out of the ultimatum itself, I decided to dust off like this old school quant farmer. So a long time ago, in the old iteration of the Atlas, when there was like Shaper and then eventually Elder... You know, most of the maps would either get shaped or eldered, depending on your choice. There was a an entire subset of people that would just basically run burial chambers at a low tier. So it'd be like a two, three, or four map. You'd elk it and go, but then you'd use these quantity farmers to then like basically get doctor cards by multiplying the amount of loot each monster would drop. And you just do that over and over and over again. And it was a common tactic that I used to use to fund my leagues. So I would just put the farmer together, go in, drop you know, anywhere between six and eight doctors and sell them or put the headhunter together and then sell that depending on how lucky I got with card drops. And uh, so we're kind of like, I'm just sort of experimenting with like, can this return in a way? Because so much of the end game is focused on pushing to 14 and 16 maps and then doing all the end games. So farming the 10 invite invitations, farming the feared, farming this. And uh, a lot of people don't hit that level of end game. Or can't really do it reliably. And that was one of the really cool things about low tier quant farming was that like, you, you know, anyone can out can go a white tier map and still have fun with it. And it's not buying sextants. It's not buying scarabs. It's not buying the right prophecies. It's not buying, you know, all of the stuff that goes into high tier juicing or splitting delirium maps and all this other kind of stuff that used to exist. So combined with certain Atlas passives, the one that is really interesting right now to me is Exotic Goods in Tyrion's End. It is where an invasion boss drops a valuable item. And you can... It doesn't seem to be tied to the map tier. It seems to be tied rather to character level or atlas state because I'm getting like the high tier sextants, the awakened ones, as rewards for this in a tier 4 map. I've gotten six things from it. It gets stacks of currency, like 12 silver coins at a time. It is a lot of just like valuable random stuff that seems interesting. Then there's like card drops in there that's is like I'm I'm farming coves right now. And coves has card drops, so that's what the quantity is good for. I can fully clear the ultimatum and then there's that exotic good things too and stacking it all up together. It's actually been pretty profitable. 
And the gear is like 2x to put together. The character is fast and zippy. Zippy. And so like there's, you know, here's something that is very approachable that doesn't require extra buying of, you know, all of the extra juicing materials that go into high map sustain, etc. And anybody can do it. You just throw an alchemy orb at a map, you put it in the map device, you run it, you get profits, and you can sustain a tier four pretty easily. So would you say you're, the thinking then is for somebody who's wanting to use it as a way to afford another character or something? With for sure. More? I mean, like, there's a lot of characters that people enjoy having in the end game that may not be good for ultimatum, right? So there's a lot of builds, that, especially like builds that rely on, you know, high recovery as their like defensive layer, like ultimatum suck for builds like that right now, because without any sort of avoidance to go in with it, like you're just taking so many hits from so many monsters that it's going to overwhelm your recovery and kill you like almost every time. Um, so without those layers of avoidance, it kind of strips out a lot of builds from doing the higher end ultimatums. And so this is something that like, maybe this person loves this particular character in the end game, as far as farming, shaper or elder or the maven's invitations for the feared etc like maybe they have a character that's great for that but in ultimatums it's lackluster and they're like you know that feels bad to be locked out of a certain type of content but then you can like sort of focus down on farming the lower tier stuff and still get a lot out of it and then also too it's also for folks to i one of the things that i've done is always try to provide ways for people to make currency without like a lot of brain power it's one of the things like the darkness farmer does really well. And this is something else that this little farmer lady that I have now does pretty well too. So it's like you can sit down and put in time and get reliable currency with that time. I think that's very valuable, especially with people that have jobs and children and families that like, all right, I have two hours. I can put down in POE. I want to get something out of it. Like I want to know that that time is being spent. And big card hunting, like going for doctor drops, is great for people like me who play eight to 10 hours a day because, you know, like if I get a card, it's great. But when you spend two hours, you don't get anything. You spend two hours, you don't get anything. You don't you spend two hours, and you don't get anything because of the RNG, then it feels bad. But whereas like using this turn in strategy with a quantity farmer is profitable per hour, using the darkness farmer to get fossils and resonator is profitable. It's like a set thing that you can sit down and do. And I think it's really powerful in a variety of players' hands. And so when there's this a, lo a lot of frustration that's like ultimatum's too hard or I can't do it, my build can't do it, it's sort of like trying to give that back. Like, look, you don't have to do it in tier 14 to tier 16 maps. It's still profitable at this level. You know, just like drop down and keep running it. Is the build easy to set up? Yeah. I mean, it was less than, especially because it's an off-meta thing, too. We use Ellie Hit rather than, um, like, Tornado Shot or Ice Shot or uh, Lightning Arrow. So there's, like, simplicity in it that Elemental Hit carries all its flat gem or flat damage within the gem itself. Like, you don't have to convert it. You don't have to add added flat. The uh, Threshold Jewels are really cheap, especially with the corruptions that you need to be immune to corrupting blood and hinder for flask stuff and the different ultimatum mods. So like altogether, the whole build comes together for like 2.5 to 3x, and then you'll make that back in like a day. So were you playing that build this whole week? Yeah, because I've been playing her in Dunes mostly. We did some of the quantity farming stuff in general, just like looking at different areas for potential like actual data sets to be gathered. 
It's like one of the projects of POV that I miss doing is I used to be like, all right, let's see what the RNG is in this area. And it's like, all right, 200 maps here, 200 maps there. Let's compare them, break down how much cost per hour it is to roll these maps, how much you get out of it, et cetera. Who's doing 200 maps? I mean, 200 maps is actually an incredibly small sample size. It's like a minimum if you're trying to test like card stuff. I wonder how many years it would take me to get to 200 maps. Doctor cards are one in 800 before. It's probably even worse now. I think it would take you like six leagues. 200 200. maps? Yeah, maybe more. Let's start counting. (laughs) No, jeez, no. (laughs) Yeah, I'm (laughs) going to have a a counter right here. You're going to have like one of those things against your wall. Do it back there where you can see it. And you know, like when you've been stuck in jail per day. Just like the little lines. I'll use chalk or I'll like indent the paint with the pen. We did it, guys. (laughs) 600, I'm going to be all white bearded and... Uh, I actually want to know about the GDQ thing that you did recently. Oh, it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Uh, so we had a showcase on Games and Quick. They have a community spotlight part of their hotfix shows, which are the non-charity kind of ongoing uh, shows that they run. And the community showcase is just when they're like uh, a bunch of people from a game are like, hey, we want to show off our game. And they're like, cool. And so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got uh, brought in Balar, Tai Killer, and I'm Exile, who are some of like the top three most passionate speedrunners that exist right now in POV speedrunning. Tai and I'm Exile play at a very, very high level, and Balar has like passion for days. And it's a fantastic resource. We ended up creating something amazing that'll be so helpful for so many people to come because like I had structured out kind of how I wanted to outline the presentation more or less and i handed it out to all of them and Bilar took the little outline and he just like knocked it out of the park he explains poe in like 10 minutes in a way that no one has ever done before and so like whether it is you're playing poe for the first time or if you're just looking for some tips to get your story times quicker like there's so much to learn from this resource that we've created now and it opens up the way for other people to get into speedrunning. Like if they want to submit for uh, the different GDQ, like the real big events where they do it for charity and everything like that, like now POE, because we've had the showcase and everything is cool, uh, you can. And uh, it's kind of lit a fire under my ass as far as supporting the speedrunning side of POE racing. So that's pretty much where I'll be focusing on from here on out is just working on this side of things. So is there a thought that the the POE can, would be part of the normal GDQ charity part then as well at some point yeah if people submit for it so it's on the it's on the runners to submit their runs to then be considered and then invited to those sorts of things it's not something i can arrange for them i don't quite understand which part any of that just what gdq is gdq stands for games done quick yeah and they do streams where uh, the the big one that they do is a charity event where People come in and speed run. A lot of time it's old games, but they have like new games too. So they're primarily a streaming thing and they just stream fast gameplay. Like The way it is now, yeah. Game. There used to be like the, the live ones are really cool because it would be like somebody playing through the game and then there'd be like hosts and other people from their communities with them. And it was like, Oh, I guess uh, you can't like do the that couch, now, eh? right? Because of COVID. And right. so like you'd have like a couch for each game and then it was really fun just because of the banter mm. and people talking yeah, okay. and then talking about the run too. But so now it's been more formalized into like this sort of streaming thing. 
where like a runner will have a stream, there'll be an announcer, there's usually like somebody with the runner. But it's basically a giant umbrella that encompasses multiple smaller speed running communities that, you know, are tied to certain games. And then it allows people to sign up and do like showcases of those runs. So like if someone gets really, really good at speed running the original, you know, Super Mario, then there's like, you know, the time where they do that all the way up until now that they're allowing online games, which is really cool. And so now this this charity thing that you were talking about, if people vote through whatever the GDQ's platform is, then Path of Exile can be on there more often? Um, I'm not really sure how the selection process goes down. I think it's done internally. I don't think there's a vote. Okay. I think they just go through and find what they think is good content or if because like you to a certain degree you're putting on a production. So you don't want somebody that's like uh uh Boring. I, I run over I run over here and then I go over there and then I pick this up and then I go over here. You know, like that's just not compelling. But if you have someone that's like really good at explaining what they're doing and it's like good show business, I guess I don't know. We had a big benefit before too, because you had people sitting with you, you had people in the back. It was hilarious because you could I watched it every now and then and they were playing games that I remember playing as a kid and these guys are like super serious about it yeah and the best though is when they do something like i don't know they 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 know a jump or they know some weird glitch or they're going to try and do something to like jump through a wall it's amazing when they do it and you hear like all these people in the back they're like ah and i'm staring at them like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) yeah it does get like that for sure (laughs) like the basketball row hold me back cool okay i uh, i understand now it sounds really cool too congratulations yeah that was really cool yeah, Happy for you. I have the the VOD is officially up on YouTube and everything like that, so I can get you a link. Sweet. Well, this week in POE was crazy busy. Did either of you pay attention? We have, uh, let's see, lots of MTX stuff and Twitch highlights. Twitch highlights. They had um, they had some of the some pretty prominent people dealing with some some tough decisions or deaths or successes to do with Ultimatum. So they put together kind of like a small best of. Uh, I never look at them, but I know a lot of people like them. Oh, POE uh, put it together? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. A lot of MTX came out this week. I wonder why. I don't know why they do. I'm sure there's some sort of marketing scheme to it. But over the week, they had like three or four different posts, but they came out with a whole bunch of Val Orb MTX. Ice Shot, Void Sphere, and Cremation all were skills that were touched, but then they came out with a weapon, armor shield, cloak, and a character effect. Well, you're wondering why cool. they go with the va- what like a theme? I mean, it no. Kind of, it why don't sense. they come out with the theme all at once? Like oh. this was four different posts throughout the week since last Friday. Why don't they just like okay? Well, we have an entire set of Valorb stuff. Let's put it all out together. I don't know. Like I'm not. It's not criticism. I, it doesn't matter to me. Because I'm not twenty buy bucks it, at a time, a couple different times, is more than a big ticket sale, and people go, "Oh, I don't have sixty bucks." I'm not happy that there's no ground slam. Seriously, it's ridiculous. They're probably scared because they're going to nerf it anyway next It's week. been in the game, I swear to God, since the very beginning. It's been so long. How does it not have an MTX? AW had one until last league. And then Zombies, I think, had one until they had the Project skin or something. Zombies need an MTX where it's just zombies, but then they have duct tape over their mouth so they don't make any (laughs) noise. It's funny. It's like every four leagues, you'll see a small patch in the patch notes like zombies make less noise when they're running still around. Still not enough. It's or still like not that. enough. I have to agree. I don't, I don't notice it. I never play with the volume. You like club, that but stuff, I never though. notice it. That doesn't bother you. 
No, in your howl, like when we were playing the oh other night. Oh my god! And BK, that was really cool when you joined us. You're, feel free to do that anytime. Sure. But you and BK were talking about the howl. I didn't notice. I didn't care. You noticed. Like, oh, no, you noticed. You asked me about it. Oh, uh, because so because she was talking cry. about yeah, the cries. cries. I. It was just because, yeah, you're using it a whole bunch of times. When I you played later in the week, I forgot to remove it because I bought two of them just so that I could annoy Tyler when we were playing. And I <laughs> but, put it on my two war cries and it worked. He won't admit to it, but it did. No, no, but even it wasn't better, the sound. It wasn't the sound that bugged me. It was like, it's a huge visual it's explosion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, look at my wolf. Look at my wolf. But and it is so an annoying that's sound. That's what it was getting me. And I forgot to take it off as I was playing again and I still didn't. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. I'll have to save this for Monday. <laughs> They also had, um, they're going on with more of their votes. Unfortunately, Cyclone won, but for they already the, you know, the Cyclone, MTX like, voting thing. Like there's Cyclone's like 45 Cyclone MTX. Yeah, seriously. But anyway, so they had this one and Rainbow was an option. So I'm like, yeah, let's get a Rainbow Cyclone in there just to stick it to them. Cool. I'd, it'd probably sell like crazy and I'd probably get it too if I was to ever do Cyclone again. POE concept art, like we always say, looks all, actually it was POE 2 concept art. What the? Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. I just clicked on your link about the voting thing for Cyclone. What the heck is a cat tornado? How is this getting things and I can't get something for ground some? That's winning the votes for a Cyclone effect. A cat tornado. People like cats. I... I they, the fact that they missed the opportunity of it being Sharknado after those horrendously amazing, bad, awful, yeah, funny true. movies. Like, they're a little bit of everything, really. Like... Sharknado is a missed opportunity here. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, sorry. Go but, ahead. No, no, that's fine. There was POE 2 concept art. So that was kind of neat because there's still images. You know, it's not like you're pausing the trailer and feeling like, you know, extra nerdy because you're pausing the trailers, which I do all the time and love. But so I got to stare at the concept art. And there was some really cool bosses, like the floating one that has the hands like eight hands for legs like an octopus but human hands that was crazy cool i like that they took the time to introduce all the different artists too and give us like yeah. the ways to follow them. To them i just started clicking all the way down and following all of them and i've actually found a lot more of ggg's staff are getting more into twitter which is fun too yep a lot of the sound guys are on there now and i'm like yes <laughs> yeah they got the sound effects dudes on there it's awesome kane I was like, uh, thank you for saving Harold Device. <laughs> <laughs> you like you, people might have moved on and forgotten, but I'll never forget. <laughs> Thanks for giving it back. And then we had this week we also had uh 314.1 and then a hot fix for it. Uh massive patch. Uh, tons Well, this of is your stuff point one. You always ask. When, why does it go to when does it go to point? Yeah, yeah. What? I don't know. This it's, is it. We had one a couple others ago that seemed big enough to be a point one, but it didn't make the cut. So I guess they all sat around the board and were like, no, it's not a point one. But this is a point one, and then there's a hot fix. There was tons of big stuff that we could probably talk about. I only have a few pointers. Did either of you notice it or get excited about anything when it came out? I wasn't personally affected by any of the graphics issues, so it's like I didn't know it's perform like mostly a performance patch sort of thing. So I just kind of like. Eh. Do you care at all about the capping of the rare monsters during ultimatums? I mean, it makes them less rippy because before it was absolutely ridiculous. You'd get like one with sub fizz, one with crit accurate, one with speed, one with like proxy bubble. And then the proxy bubble one would protect like the seven others that was giving all of the little guys a billion auras. And then you're getting one shot by a white trash monster. <laughs> yeah. 
because I mean, no, it's no, got like 70 auras it shouldn't have. So like I think the capping is actually pretty good for making the league mechanic more approachable to a wider variety of builds. I was saying to Tyler that I I I'm not in these exact words, but I don't think I have a fair opinion of of the ultimatums because if I wasn't playing crazy leech I I think I would hate it. I don't think I would enjoy the ultimatums at all because I have done them up into red maps. I can usually do them right till the end and sometimes they get a little iffy, but I can't imagine not leeching insane amounts. Yep. I, I don't I don't know how you would do it. It just they get yeah. so insane as you get up into the higher tiers. It, it, I don't think it was a very well thought out league in terms of them considering theory crafting and all the different ascendancies in their play styles. Um, to me, the I, I wrote down the cutting down the amount of rare monsters makes sense. I still want content to be crazy hard, but I want to see what's happening and I want to know who it's coming from. This helps a little bit with that for sure. But it's that's to me one of those things where it's like, okay, like there's no way you're playing this at the beginning before it's launched, being like, yes, this is what we want. You know what I mean? This is something that should be happening, like one of those pre-launch fixes type of things where you're actually thinking about the interaction of all these rare monsters, which you've you've done in all of your other maps. So why you would neglect that within the league? I don't know. Um, I did do some of the standing stone stuff. Those extra big circles are awesome. I still hate them. Yeah, I don't know. But like the one thing I skip. That one ghost that if it hits you seven times and you die, coupled with standing circles, is just kind of dumb. But this lets somebody that doesn't know you can leave the circles actually have enough of an area to skip around, stay closer within a circle, not feel like they're wasting too much time, and have that mod associated to their ultimatum. So I did like it, and I did find those ultimatums a lot easier with both of those changes. So that was good. I mean, I was only in white maps. Uh, what else did I think? Uh, entrance you know what they sub- need? What? Uh, they, if, I mean, I don't like the circles anyway. I think they're stupid, but they need, well, I don't get why everything has to be red. Like, why can't you make them with like a giant, I don't know, make like a giant tower or something up so I know where to go. Yeah. You, lightning circles, uh, standing circles, like you're literally just surrounded by red circles on the ground. Some you got to stand in, some you don't want to stand in. <laughs> yeah, and then the whole right. i just i can't stand i just we talked about i've never i don't think i've ever complained ever in a single league or an episode about the amount of crap on the screen until this league it's never really bothered me and i know it's always bothered you and we've talked about you can't see stuff and it, this is the first league where i've been like oh my god there's yeah. way too much crap happening on the screen and it, i just find it super annoying and yeah, yeah even visually the league can't i remember yeah the visually the league you just it's hard to see, even just with the, the like you said, the colors they chose. Um, I remember, I love BK's descriptions of like, you know, how the old elder ma- elder boss battle was. It was gray on gray on gray on gray. And her exact same description, I remember BK when you said it of, what was it? It was like red on red. And just in case you missed it, there's even more red. Yeah, right? Cyrus Talking about uh, the Cyrus fight. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So. And it's, it's the same thing though here. Like, why does it have to all I think be they the like same it. color? It's because sure. it's Val themed. So they're like, oh, let's make it thematic and make it all red because Val are red. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, like I see that mentality at a table when you're making a decision. But then what about the user? Like, it, I feel like a lot of the times we're far down the list when it comes to these considerations. Like, well, it's the theme. So that's just the way it's going to be. 
But anyway, yeah. Uh, entrances to sub areas uh, like Val side areas are now disabled during an ultimatum encounter. So I wonder what people were doing in those circumstances. Probably accidentally but that, that one stood up. To yeah, me. if like the ultimatum substance, you can like get out of the circle, unlike ritual. Like, and sometimes they can occur overlapping with other stuff. Like you can accidentally click on Alva or a side area or anything like that, and then if you leave the area, the ultimatum fails. Oh, There's okay. no okay, popping okay. back in. So it, it just, probably it, was by accident just, then. Yeah. Okay. It it's clicking it, Alva mm -hmm. would be the most annoying crap in the world during ultimatum because <laughs> you'd stop. You just stop and you're dead. In ultimatum, if you stop, you're just done. That's, That's why it. I don't like the circles one. Yep. Just in time. Yep. Uh, they enabled Razor Dance ultimatum modifier, whatever that is. People were excited about it. It got held out. People you know what that is, about BK? It. Now it's back in. It's like a little saw blade thing that kind of like shoots around the screen it like will shoot land in a little area spin for a little bit and then it's off somewhere else the significant part blue, of it maybe is no it, blue? it looks oh, yeah. like the <laughs> death roombas from lab but smaller so little brownish one. brownish yeah okay the significance is that it does apply corrupting blood when it hits you so if you're not corrupting blood okay. immune or have a staunching flask it can quickly get out of hand I love those new staunching flasks. So specific now. I love it. Uh, character sheet. I like this change. It's a nice core change. The in-game character sheet now displays immune to chaos damage if you're CI. I like that. Now it's not like a specific... What? Shut your face. What do you... It's, it's cool. It's nice. It's immune. It's not like a percentage that you have to worry about and you have to worry about dropping, right? If you're not paying attention, you forget your CI. Well, I don't know. Whatever the circumstances, you don't have to worry about your... Chaos resist dropping from 100% because it says immune. It's a nice touch. And uh, of course, there were like a billion skill fixes, which is good. Some boss fixes, map fixes, inaccessible area fixes, crash fixes. Like it was a really, really big patch. But those are the things that stood out to me. It was a busy one. Empyrean also had a cool video kind of going on the, the band stuff from last week. Uh, Just, you sent me his video kind of explaining the uh the circumstances and what happened bk did you get a chance to see it i didn't yeah we talked about it last week about the whole ban thing and i my comment was deserved ban it's kind of sucks but uh you know it, it, it's an exploit and i've never ever been able to figure out in my head why somebody does something on a stream when it's like that but the video it was fine it kind of explained his side of it I I tried to be a little bit more like understanding like okay yeah you know you, you stopped when you when somebody mentioned it to you I think it was when somebody mentioned that it they thought it was an exploit or that's why GGG had removed the post like his bug report you also posted it on a bug report forum so you kind of knew it was a bug <laughs> I don't know I just I still it still rattles my head when I go if I knew something was bugged I for sure am not going to do it while people are watching me play there's been a lot of inconsistency in GGG's crackdown of certain things that have been like what I would consider abusive uh, to the economy. Because ultimately, in an economy-based game, like that's what you have to preserve first and foremost overall. And there's been a long history of that sort of similar economic abuse by high-end players to the tune of let's talk about B-splitting and how you can infinitely replicate certain items. They've been splitting legacy quantity items in standard for forever. They've been splitting um, 
the, you know, all white socket astroplate bases with different influences. They've been splitting, um, like at the time, blueprints before they changed them to have their reveal costs enabled. And then there's all the fracturing fossil stuff of being able to make like infinite copies of a single map that once you make that map, you just run it forever. So there's like all of these things that I would consider very economically damaging. And now where does the line get drawn between, you know, clever use of game mechanics and exploits? Yeah. And so I don't mind that it happened because ultimately, like, I never engaged in that level of content. So it doesn't really affect me personally as a player or any of the things that I get done in a particular league. But, like, they're going to have to be consistent from here on out now that they've done it in this way. Like, when these sort of, like, clever use of game mechanics come out versus what is a clear export, like, some sort of definition or guidelines would be, you know, important. Usually, you know, if it feels like a cheat, I'm not interested anyways. But it's going to be difficult from here on out now that they've done a major ban like this. They're going to have to be consistent. They're going to have to dish it out no matter who it is. I said in our last in our last episode that they're it's hard it's going to be hard for them to figure out the what that line is because if you if you didn't first off, I'm not even sure they would know somebody was doing this if they didn't stream it. So it's that's a tough thing to ban somebody on if they can't you know if somebody reports it and I, I i can understand a little bit now why they might remove that post if it's something they realize is exploitable and they're going to quickly fix if it had been truly for educational purposes like this is what it is and they weren't just picking everything up and shoving it into guild banks and mm-hmm. like spreading it out amongst all their different mule characters and hiding as much of it as possible i think it could have gone a different direction but the fact that they were like content to keep all of it and try to hide as much of it from getting removed from the economy as possible is like kind of where I draw the line. If it's like, yo, don't do this. This is really bad. And like, this is why it's bad. And like, that's a wrap. Then, okay. I would probably be on team that doesn't deserve a ban, but it was kind of like the, the sneakier stuff afterwards that, you know, definitely, I don't know. I am curious where they figure out that line, though. Yeah. Generally, like in my community, I don't even like to talk about other streamers because like at the end of the day, they're like my coworkers, right? I don't want to have an environment where someone could visit my stream for the first time and we're just trash talking them, right? Sure. Like I don't want that to happen. But surely there's lines that have been crossed here, right? I I don't think anyone disagrees with that at the end of the day. I think the fact that he's taking the ban on the chin and not playing PoE, even though he could totally make a second account, shows that he's understanding of what has gone on. I haven't watched the the video personally yet. His video is like what you're saying. And I actually, I said to Tyler when I sent it to him that I actually felt not He's a good guy. But I felt at least better about what was going on. Yeah, that he he wasn't like just some douchebag. Yeah. He was humble about it. He was thoughtful. It set the community straight, which was great because when the streamer actually does that and people are taking it to the other extreme, he's like, no, GGG was right. I, I, he, was, he said he agreed with the ban. I mean, what a great thing for GGG in the community for that to actually happen because then anybody that goes off on like a, a different direction can't go on like the disagreement with the ban. It's more about the consistency of it, like you were mentioning. But he was really big in it to support GGG, and he even called them out saying they need to do a better job banning, do it more frequently, do it about, and he even listed some of the glitches that are still out there that he would still consider exploits. Yeah. 
one thing for me, I remember when you and Octavian were on for our um, New Year's Eve, I think it was, episode. Um, it was during Heist and Octavian was talking about his XP exploit, how he would go back in or back and forth, back and forth, and he would just grind like endless amounts of XP. You know, there's a lot of different things where, like Justin was saying, you need to have like a line, right? Because that's something that he was probably doing on his broadcast. And at the same time, that's not what it's intended to be, but at the, it's not loot, it, but it is XP, which is, you know, really valuable. And so there is a very gray line until they get quite consistent with it. So I can see where gamers, no matter their experience level, would get kind of nervous with public announced ban or publicly announced bans. And the thing is, is that Empyrean is also established enough that he can take this on the chin. If that's something like that happened to me, not that I would be the person that would engage in that activity anyways. Like I don't have savings. Uh, the amount of effort that goes into what I do produce is barely minimum wage. And if I had three months where I couldn't earn income on the thing that I depend on earning income for, I'd be shot. Like there, that would be an extremely rough time. So... That's why I simply never engage in anything that could even borderline put what I do at Jeopardy. And the worst I do is I swear on my stream. I think that's actually, though, like you said, it it, it is hard. Though, like you didn't say this specifically, but that whole drawing that line, it, it's kind of hard because there I don't is even no for get sure near, line. I don't even want to yeah. get near yeah. the line because I don't want to be on any side of it, you know? like Yep. Yeah. Like imagine if Octavian actually got banned. Like I don't, I, I'm not no, like tons of people are doing one that way, one. But, yeah, totally. But imagine if all of a sudden a ton of people got banned like that. That would be that would be brutal. I think the, the the difference here, and I think the reason why the line got drawn specifically here was that it was essentially infinite until the server crashed that instance with too much loot spawning. Like you could perpetually and infinitely create monsters and create loot. For me, it was the loot more than the XP. The XP, okay, whatever, fine, you could get it. But it was the insane amount of loot that completely shifts if that that's all people would do that's all they would do for the whole league that's all the they did for heist league i mean that's literally what the one blueprint that people split and then fractured and farmed and farmed and farmed and farmed was because the way that they actually engineered the grand heist and heist specifically is that they have seeds and so once they figured out because it was the same heist every time once they figured out which little boxes had currency in it then they knew exactly each time they ran it, which boxes to hit. They knew which little ones would have the currency in it and how much they could get with the amount of threat bar, you know, being filled and do that effectively where they were just going in and getting like the good stuff every time. It sounds so boring to me. <laughs> like I get why people do it. It's good for loot, but PoE is grindy enough and repetitive enough. I can't imagine actually doing the exact same thing over and, and over, over and over again. Yeah. So, BK, how you obviously play PoE for a living here. Now, if you didn't, if you can get into that mentality, where would you be on 314? Um, talking more like retention, short term, long term. Do you, do you like 314? Are you bored of it? Do you. Uh, this does is, it not yeah, matter? This is not a league that I'm interested in. I think they made a mistake with two leagues that are very similar being back-to-back. I think that was a really, really poor design choice. We needed something divergent from Ritual to change it up because the end game is exactly the same now, right? So last time, Ritual was... You could forgive Ritual for being simplistic because we were getting that entire new in-game system. So that was really, really exciting. The fact that Ritual wasn't very engaging and was sort of like a 
I'm not going to call it low effort, but, you know, very simple in its design of like, go in circle, kill mini monster, pick reward, and that's it. Like, that was fine. It was appropriate. And in some regards, the simplicity of Ultimatum is expected too, considering it's coming on the back of all of these quality of life improvements to old systems and old mechanics and old leagues that we've literally been asking for since Synthesis League. I don't know how many times it's come up in the forums over and over and over again where people are like, they need to take a league off and just fix everything and then start over again. Like, how many times have we heard that? And so that's essentially what we've gotten here. Like, not all of the quality of life changes that we've been asking for have gotten in there, but a good majority of them. And then, like, some of the way that they have reimagined, like, essences and veil is individually very exciting. Um, Like, I like the changes to those systems. But I am forgiving that Ultimatum would need to be a more simple league mechanic with not a lot of investment or like brain power put to it as far as like when we interact with it because all the different systems are changing. But for it to be so similar, for it to be stand in circle, kill many monster, get loot again, especially when we have so many different iterations of this at this point in time, there's Legion, there's Breach, there's Ritual, now there's Ultimatum that are all focused on staying in an area and killing things. I mean, arguably even Blight as well. And so I think that the fact that it wasn't really majorly divergent in its overall design was a huge mistake. Like, we should have gotten this one next and something else now. Maybe something more like uh, Delirium, where it's like map-wide instead of it just being concentrated areas, something to kind of like change the pacing a little bit and uh, kind of give people a break from just how grindy the end game is if they don't necessarily want to engage in it. Because like by the time you do all your invitations and unlock the 10 fight areas in each zone and unlock the Atlas passes and do Maven and do all the other Cyrus stuff and there's a lot now to it. And sometimes people just want to turn their brain off and map because at the heart of what the action RPG is is kill many monster speak calm like <laughs> yeah so i i don't i'm not really interested in ultimatum i don't like the i like the pacing of it i like a lot of the quality of life things that they thought of while they're designing it like the pause time is amazing um i like the fact that you know you still have control somewhat over what you're encountering whereas like in ritual whatever ritual landed in your RNG role is what ritual you got. This is more like build an arena where you get to choose each time. So I really like that sort of like intuitive interface and selection. I think that's all really good. The objectives as far as like, there's no difference to me between protect the pillar and survive. It's the same thing. The circles are annoying. Standing still in an action RPG never feels good. That's why people still don't like Blight after all this time. I don't run it. The only time I ever run Blight in a map is when Delirium is there because it gives me extra reward bonuses. That's the only time I do Blight. Huh. Hang on. Blight beyond... Oh, Abyss. For some reason, I always... Abyss is my favorite and Blight is not. But for some Abyss reason, every time someone worst. says Blight, I say You run Abyss. over the Abyss and it's like, uh, sorry, I'm going to go back in that start. other direction <laughs> yeah, that no you're kidding. clearly no. not going in. We call them backtrack cracks. Yeah. Listen, they are. They're backtrack. <laughs> a, that is a very good term. I don't know why I still like them, but I do hate that part of it. But anyway, so no, no, tower defense, blight. Yes. Yeah. Should so be in like, the game. if this league mechanic had been something more like, even like blight, or, or sorry, like uh, abyss or delirium or something that was like part of normal mapping experience, like a smarter abyss in some sort of way would have been really cool too. 
But like, yeah. I feel like with a badass name like Ultimatum, it really under delivers because just making content generically rippy instead of like mentally challenging is just bullshit. Like yeah. difficulty by putting 12 rares in the center of a tiny arena isn't neat. It isn't creative. And it's not something that makes me think that it's worth the name. Like Ultimatum is a badass name. And uh, yeah, like it's a win or lose scenario, but that's about the only thing that's like ultimatum about it to me. Like, that's the part I actually like about it. I like the fact that it brings that hardcore element to softcore, where you actually have to decide if you're gonna keep going. But yeah, it we've is seen this with heist, fun. but it's also with heist you had a lot more stuff that you could lose. So at least like there was like sort of like the weight to it. You don't really see the rewards aside from clicking on it so you don't really feel like you're losing them as much i don't know the the pacing of the combat and the pacing of the waves and the pacing of clicking everything and how it incrementally gets harder and harder and harder like i enjoy all of that because no matter what the rewards are when it finishes there's always that like side of like like breath of relief that it's done like so they they've created good pressure i guess if we're gonna like almost use it as like a soccer term like they've created really good instances of pressure which you're trying to like control what somebody does it's just like the reward side of it doesn't really sync up for me now i'm not saying like there should be an exalt at the every at the end of every single like wave nine but it still feels really bad to be in like tier 14 tier 14 15 and 16 maps doing these hitting wave eight and it's like yo you want 120 parandis coins I'm like, no, dude, I don't. I really don't. I can't even vendor them for wisdom scrolls anymore. These are useless to me. Yeah. So like, I understand where they have to balance certain things against like how much of these smaller currencies and everything are being produced. But that was the one thing that was great about Ritual is like, even if you had a window full of garbage, you could reroll it. And even if you had a window full of garbage again, you could still pull out like sextants and chisels and alterations or... Maybe you were looking to do some fossil crafting and there's a few fossils in there. Like you still had sort of like domain over what you were getting for the time investment. Yeah. And I don't think it needs to be like ritual levels of like selection, but it would have been cooler to see the modifier tied to a different reward each time. So if I needed fossils, I could be compelled to click on a more dangerous modifier to then get what I want instead of it being like one one window only with one modifier, and then you go. I actually think if they didn't rush Ritual into the core game, that combining these two leagues would have been cool in core. I love some of the mechanics of Ultimatum, like the pause, the choosing, do I want to go forward, do I want to not? I think a lot of the mods you're choosing between are really dumb for an arena, um, especially like we've all said a thousand times, an arena you can't see anything in. And you're not allowed to stand still in, but you don't even know if you're moving to somewhere safe or dangerous. You're just phasing everywhere. Circles die. But circles. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. But I loved ritual because I like spending the time and looking at that screen. I'm like, well, do I want, you know, beginning of the game, do I want a couple fusings or do I want a bunch of jewelers? Do I want that ring? Like I like that selection too. So you combine both of them. 
And I think you have a really cool core element that isn't overloading the system of having yet another league mechanic joining core eventually. Yeah, they're definitely similar enough that smushing them together would have probably been pretty easy. Well, maybe not like code-wise easy, but for us to engage with it in the future, easy. Yeah, no, we don't care about code. We're just we're just fans of the game. <laughs> just what's retention like for you? Uh, this will be one of the bad leagues, I think, for them for retention. Yeah, I, I, it, it's fun. It's not that it's bad. It's just there's not. I don't see anything. I love what they did to everything else outside of all. Like I, it's not even like I don't like Ultimatum. I actually do. I enjoy it. I love seeing an explosion of four million items I'll never use uh, at the very <laughs> end of it. But I, I don't think Ultimatum's overall like a terrible thing. And I really like what they did with a lot of 314. I love how they redesigned a lot of the league-based stuff. But that's it. There's nothing There's nothing new. There's nothing, I don't find like there's some grind for me at the end. I have almost zero interest in trying to do the whole trial master fight, doing like 14, 15 tier maps to get a chance to find him. Maybe you'll get to the final tier. Maybe you won't. I just don't have any interest in that. Then... And then the inscribed ultimatums so far to me have been extremely meh. Like just, I don't find them very fun at all uh, or exciting. But I I just, on a personal level, I, this is one of the very first leagues where this soon into a league, I've been like, what other games are out there? I You mentioned it last, maybe just after the last podcast, maybe just before, like a week and a half in. And you're already like thinking, not not on purpose, but just naturally you're already kind of tuning out thinking about other games you want to try and i i don't I haven't seen you do that in a long time i like the fact that we can play so it'll keep me playing this league for longer because on mondays yeah. you know we can still at least play the game and i kind of held off because i wanted to do some of the end game maps and stuff seeing how it was with two people that's but, the first time i've done a tanky build in forever so it's yeah, you die way the only less, build you can nice. play in this yeah and again i don't think i have a totally fair feeling towards ultimatum because i just have not had issues with completing them well, yeah, but one of my issues with this is, I'm sorry, I interrupted. You go ahead. I go can ahead. get to my issue anytime. I'm done. Okay, Team team Tyler. Uh, one of my issues with this is the initial release and design of it. And BK, interrupt me anytime. Um, now. It wasn't You're well wrong. thought out for <laughs> the wrong. amount of, keep going, BK, keep going. You're doing great. <laughs> It wasn't well thought out for all the different play styles that they encourage. This is a tank only or like a glass cannon only league, in my opinion. A balanced character will struggle in this league. No, I I actually do disagree because I think that builds that have moderate like investment into what are considered like the pillars of defensive layers, like it's mitigation, avoidance and recovery built into one. If you have at least two of those, you'll be okay. But there is like very easy ways to solve the problems presented by ultimatums. And not every build has access to those keystones or like those those pieces of the puzzle. Like, for example, the Templar build that I run, he has like pretty moderate stuff all the way around. Like we're not even true block cap. It's glancing blows in this day and age. And he's got pretty good recovery, pretty good EHP, everything like that. And his damage is like right around, you know, he's not the highest blade fall, blade blast damage character, but he does a good job. Like you, with investment, you can hit pretty good numbers. And I would consider him an all-rounder. And he's all right. 
But like something that's like max block, gladiator, retaliation, bleed, like that kind of stuff is going to just like not even think about ultimatum or like a slayer with your crazy overleach and your ability to with ground slam stun things and stun lock them even because they're monsters and not bosses. Like these are defensive layers that are usually kind of not even thought about that end up being incredibly important in this specific context. To to an extent. Oh, yes, yes. I, I agree with that. The problem I have with this league design is this is a free-to-play game. So if you're really experienced, you can do that. If you're not, let's say you just do a normal Caustic Arrow Trickster and you're just doing evasion, you're just figuring it out. You're not going to play more than five hours. You're done. If you're just going to take a very basic, someone who's like, you have a free-to-play game. You have it on multiple platforms. You you need to, if this is like, even when you log in and you're creating a character, it encourages league play. It says this is the default league. You know, this is the one we're encouraging you to play. And yeah, I mean, experienced players are obviously going to work well with the game. They're going to know how to excel at the game. But I don't think this is a league where you can get past anything with basic content. Well, you could skip ultimatum, though. No, I'm not saying you should, but you could. I th- but that's that to me is a bad league design. I think there's been other leagues where you've been able to, no matter how poorly or how little you know, you've been able to take basic concepts and at least experience the content, move forward, be slightly successful, fail on occasion, but know what you're doing wrong. This one just, especially out of the gate, where it was just a massive cluster of everything. Well, maybe it's better since f- point one. Like with the reduction of rares, I, I don't Maybe, actually but know. they know what, but that's the point. They don't, they know what they're releasing. And like for me with like considering retention, how you release it is going to determine how long the league lasts, not the things you fix along the long run. It drives character progression though too, which is something that creates longevity in a league by forcing people to reconsider their builds, roll different ones or invest defensively in the current ones that they have to solve the problem. But that's, I guess the other side of that is that, hey, it's profitable at low levels too. You I mean, you can literally go to a level 50-something zone in Quarry and still pump chaos out of this mechanic. It's not fun, but... Well, yeah, if you're if you're higher up. But if you're just mapping for the first time, I don't want to respec, right? Even if I know what I'm doing. Like if I just took, I don't know, take... I can, I can think of a... Like... Um, an occultist, for example, you're doing somebody that's focusing on curses. Um, you're dependent on a ranged class. Like what if you're just doing spell casting and you're doing something as basic as fireball, right? If we take somebody who's new to the game and they're like, sweet, I'm going to be a witch and I'm going to start casting fireballs at everyone. You're toast. You're done. Yeah, but that should always be the case. I don't think they should ever make a league that just says, hey, come in here, pick whatever nodes you want, pick a skill and you can do the end game. No, but I'm thinking, how would you, as a typical caster, be successful in this? You would have to know the game really well to be successful. A lot of people are doing, one of the cool things that I've seen in response to this is uh, the new Freezy Orb thing. I always forget what it's called. Hydrosphere uh, with Hex Touch and Temp Chains, and they just leave it in the center of the arena, and it just pulses Temp Chains on everybody. And you can just drag it around to where you are. So if you're doing the circle one, you drag it to the circle and you stand under it, it slows everything around you. Like so there's definitely like that's one of the more creative parts of the game is like I have void sphere on cast when damage taken. Yeah, you there's definitely a lot body. of ways to go about it for sure. Definitely a lot of ways to go about it. But 
I'm just saying it doesn't seem like it's something as a free-to-play game encourages people to keep progressing. Experienced people can have a, a, a lot more success with their theory crafting options and change things on the fly. Yeah, I don't know though. I'm just the only thing is like you you okay, I I kind of understand where you're coming from, but that's not new to ultimatum. I mean, ritual was exactly the same. It was by the time you got to the third or fourth altar, you were entirely packed in a circle you couldn't leave. So I don't know. There's lots I think that always comes with a, a new league that there's going to be some I look back to when we played Abyss when it first came out, Syndicate when it first came out. It oh was impossible. Goodness, was I mean, this is coming from Tyler and I when we say impossible. The beginning, the the league launch was brutal. It was really difficult content. Yeah. So it's kind I of been a the thing. Abyss rares. I was a near player then too. And I went from Harbinger to Abyss where I thought I understood the game. <sighs> and the the Abyss monsters were like, oh, do you have good physical, physical mitigation? Because if not, I'm going to like karate chop you for your entire life. Yep. And like he that was an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know that's not anything new to to grinding your games i don't think that that i i have no problem with the fact that you should not be able to come into the game pick any skill combine it with anything you want any items and then just go right really that's not my point the... though that's not my point i think you if knowing a tiny bit about the game you should be relatively capable of doing some of the content you shouldn't have to be very experienced and well knowledge to do the basic content I think you should a little bit more, more so than just like brand new to the game to be able to do end game stuff. I think it's a oh, learning end game, curve. Sure. But I'm talking like uh, there's parts of the game where if I wasn't doing the build that I'm doing, just as I'm going through the campaign where I'm like, there's no way I could do this with a different build that I'm thinking of. Are you talking no specifically way. about ultimatums though? Yes. Yeah. See, I, I yeah. Now I, they yeah, I changed know. it re- just recently, but they knew how they released it. They knew how they released it with infinite stuff, the, the all those different rares, how crazy the screen is. There's no way that much is... Anyway, anyway, I'm repeating myself. The, you bring up the second point though that I wanted to make, and I think a lot of negativity towards 3.14 isn't about 3.14 specifically, but it's kind of like what you said. All A lot of these issues, like not knowing what's going on on the screen, that's not new to 3.14. People are just frustrated with it i feel like kind of like 314 is like the straw that's breaking the camel's back almost you know like two leagues ago we had the apology about crappy quality from ggg they're going to focus on it 313 didn't really solve it kind of fair it wasn't really their first league with the new mentality you know it was like split between both this is the new one quality's been horrendous bk hasn't experienced it but quality's been horrendous for a lot of people and as a free-to-play game you can't expect players to have elite systems you know what I mean? You need your game to be playable on the systems you're releasing it on, including console. Mm. And wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just pile up after pile up after pile up. The game there, it feels. I feel like fans are kind of fed up with GGG's low threshold for acceptable quality. That's kind of where I feel 314's adding up to be. So even though the changes and progress are good, I think people are kind of fed up with this constant beta playing. You know what I mean? I don't really have a specific example. I obviously don't speak for the community, but I do see a lot of what they post. And that's kind of how I feel too. I just don't feel like this would be acceptable from many other companies. I don't really begrudge them tuning issues. 
because it's really hard when you're trying to keep like league stuff under wraps and not have spoilers and leaks to your community that the people that you allow to test the product are few. Um, so like when there's these balance changes that come in, they're like, hey, you know, like this is kind of wrong. And that's been pretty standard all the way through. Like I remember when Legion came out, the the red wall of doom that the one Val guys did was awful. There's always been these sort of like spike mechanics that occur and have to be tuned down. Like when the Cyrus rays were introduced, how they were just like wailing on everyone for like 8,000 damage. So I don't really begrudge them any of these tuning issues. It would be nice, you know, especially since there is hardcore in the game for, you know, people not to get the the crap stomped out of them the second they get to maps because of these tuning issues. But certainly the state and playability issues have become a problem of sorts. This league start was really unfortunate since a lot of the issues were caused by character migrations in addition to database errors. So it wasn't necessarily the fact that like the engine was crappy, but it was also the engine was crappy. So it's these compounding things that like there's going to be a lot of folks that I think are just going to start to just go, OK, and then wait for PoE2 to come out and just go play other stuff in the meantime and wait for this sort of like cycle to end. I totally agree. I think retention is going to be bad long term. This is going to be a terrible league for me personally as a streamer because one, I'm the enemy, right? Because we got all that priority queue stuff. I didn't personally, but like people want to crap on us right now. And no matter whenever, whenever there's a bad league in general, like we feel it too. Numbers are down. Yeah, like all of our metrics are down. People aren't watching. People aren't, you know, looking at YouTube. No one's doing anything, and uh, it's really hard to stream during a league like that. To stay motivated, despite the fact that, like, you've got nothing to work with but, like, sticks to try and scrape something out of it. Like, the you have to be really self-motivated in certain ways. So, like, this league to me is just, like, build exploration league because I've already seen the mechanic. I'm not impressed. I don't really... It's, like, an extra thing to do in a map, but I'm not really compelled by it. And uh, I still have to stream this for 2.8 months. I've got a lot of content I have to come up with. So like it's really rough on us because of that. And the the villainization of streamers in the middle of all of this on top of what is going to be a low metrics league is just like freaking me out for one. I think that, I th okay, so I, I think my mentality is probably a little bit different, but also I think a lot of people do think the same way, which is I'm bored of this league. PoE2 is who, who knows how far yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get tired of the league and I'm probably going to pick up something else. It's, I don't care how much people whine on Reddit and how much people like to beak off and to threaten never coming back and they're not going to play again. 315 is going to roll out and people are going to come back and they're going to play. Yeah, exactly. So I, I get that people might go, oh, I, you know, I want to, I'm going to wait for PoE2, but I don't think people will just flat out give up on PoE. They may give it less opportunity when a new league comes out you know what i mean like if they go oh in the first two days your servers can't load up i still feel like they're gonna be like all right i'll come back in a couple days but that's it and then they'll play again i just i think that people will one big issue after another i mean like and it's all growing pains and all relative right so like eventually they're going to figure out texture streaming and we're not going to fucking talk about it anymore and just like we don't talk about the trade api Trade API has been fine this entire time. Remember how awful it was to trade like two leagues previously? The very, very beginning, you'd be whispering people that the item sold like oh, 15 yes. hours ago. Mm -hmm. And then like if you put something up, it would you'd get spammed for like six days after you listed the item. 
they fixed that. No one's talking about it. That's something they did good. Yeah, they'll eventually figure it out. Like I said, rubber banding used to be a huge issue. Yeah, it'll be an issue until they solve it and it's not anymore. And then it'll be whatever the next issue is. I guess the the worry is is that these, you know, like you can't have a game like this be released at launch perfectly balanced. Everything's working. Everything's great. That's never going to happen. That doesn't happen at all in any game release anywhere anymore because games are not tiny little isolated things. And the hardware keeps getting more and more complicated that these machines have to run on. So to expect the fact that like the people are like, well, I'm not coming back to there's a clean launch to prove that they can put the game together. It's like, OK, bye. Uh, I don't have anything for you. Like there's there's no there's no future in GGG releasing leagues where it's going to be fine. There'll be some new thing they have to go fix. I don't have a problem if they release a league that needs balance issues, that there's issues where things are. What I think they really have to do, though, is try. And I, I get it. This one wasn't so much a server issue, kind of. But that's the thing they really need to try to avoid because that sets it at such a bad at a bad pace and a bad tone right off the bat. Yeah, it puts a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Like day two, I sat down like I like smashed my face against the queue logins for I don't know how many hours, gave up, went to bed and got up and like had no motivation to play. Yeah, it sucks. And that is that has not happened to me in the four years that I've been playing. I've never wanted to just be like, actually, I think I'll just go back to bed, get a couple <laughs> more hours of sleep because I just don't want to. Like, it was so weird. It was such an alien feeling to me that like what comes down to you is basically Christmas as far as how exciting it feels to play in a new league. So, yeah, for sure, whatever these, like, sort of, this issue, well, I don't think that poor guy that forgot to run that check. He's poor, dead. Poor, poor guy. Like, I, I'm so glad they're not like, oh, and this fucking guy, Here's like, name. naming him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, good, good God. I, I think, like, I'm I'm totally on board. This game's never going to be balanced. Justin, I had that conversation. He called me out on and I've been on board ever since. There's always going to be balanced things that need to be done. And the larger community is always going to find what those, you know, thresholds are and what needs to be changed. But to me, GGG needs to learn to have a solid quality release. Like, I know you haven't been having issues, but a moderate system can, the how this game performs is brutal on average systems. And that's by choice. They look at that content, they see it, how it goes, and they're fine with that. There's a lot that they can't go back and do, though, because a lot of the original engine that they built is actually very processor heavy rather than GPU heavy. And that's where things tend to get bogged down. Sure. And so a lot of, I think, what texture streaming is and the transition into the new engine that they're like incrementally implementing, um, I think, is trying to pull a lot of this power balance that has been bad for so long back into like what normal video games do like because you can play something in like 4d ultra hk whatever and uh like it looks amazing you load up poe and looks like shit like that happens and that's because True. of the current engine and the way the everything from how the textures are rendered to how the calculations go and everything like that all of that takes place in like what would be in most video game like setups not ideal ways of handling those computations or otherwise Sure, but these aren't new. This isn't new information to them. They know how their system runs, but they don't make decisions based on how their their system runs. 
So the league and the content that they're presenting, how things are put together, it's not about, well, our system can't do it, so let's do it. Like I said, this is the first time I've had to hold alt and my system actually freezes. The decisions aren't made around the current system that they have or the improvements. They make decisions the same way they always have. And they're just hoping it gets fixed over time. Like as, as an example, they, when they came out with harvest, right, they had harvest, you called the mode on it. A lot of other people did as well. Two leagues later, they say, okay, we're changing it, right? Main reason it conflicted with the cornerstone of their game. Their cornerstone of the game was loot, how loot drops and the, that dropped loot technically outside of now that unveiling an item gives you a tier one mod drop loot is like your way to get your in a way best gear sure it's really really rare but that's where your tier one mods come from and they want you to check out the items that are dropping item weight scrolls of wisdom right chris has mentioned that tons of times so with items as your cornerstone of the game they just re-emphasized this when they talked about harvest how it currently is now in core look at their default filter like that is how you play the game you know what I mean? This is what they give you to interact with the very core of their game. This game has been officially out for seven years. And this is where the main interaction with the cornerstone of their game lies. And this is where it is. You have none in the drop-down menu or default. Otherwise, they expect you to somehow, like again, as a free-to-play game, to just all of a sudden know how you can add a new filter to the game or how which fight filter would be good, which one won't be. They don't give you any instruction as to how even change it on their website. It's this, none, or default. And it's been seven years. And it's that kind of mentality of, okay, well, that's fine. Well, people are getting around it. They've figured it out. Sure, sure. That attitude just goes into everything else they have. That's kind of how I feel about it, but I, I don't work there. But the filter to me is like the example of their company attitude. Yeah, certainly to some expectations, you can say that they have sort of like failed to meet the mark as far as providing these quality of life things that third party developers have come in and created, whether it's, you know, some of the hideout stuff that exists like filter blade, POB, etc. Like, of course, there's all these tools that make the game like 10 times easier. But as far as like changing loot in a loot based game or changing something like asking for the engine to change in order to like it is so hot <laughs> i don't know much about video game design i'm not even trained in any of this i've never programmed anything in my life but the way i understand it is like engines are so corely integrated into like everything like to say like you shouldn't design like because of course they have to drive innovation to a certain point right because it is a business after all so they have to push the engine in order to like figure out where to fix it how to make it better and like we've had certain leagues that have turned out to be entire just like tests for what the next engine will be. Like Blight was a stress test for like how many mobs can be in a place and how many calculations can happen at once. And how can we simplify our combat system and our calculations to then like fit in a new engine and have it be more seamless. But like asking someone to change an engine in an active game is like telling your body to replace carbon with another thing and like have all of your cells be fine. It's not, you're going to fall into mushy soup. It's not something that you can just like one-to-one -one exchange and just fix everything. It's not really where I'm going with it though. I'm more talking about for seven years, 
they've been fine with how that default filter is. They haven't even added their own second filter, another strictness to it. The attitude behind it is apathetic, yet it displays the very cornerstone of the game and it's how people interact. And the default filter actually scares people away. So it's the attitude behind the filter, not talking like the things they should do to improve it. I'm saying the fact that it's been so neglected and it's such a core part of the game that that attitude of, well, they'll get around it somehow has infiltrated so much else into how they make decisions for other aspects of the game. It was more about the attitude behind it, not... Of shifting it to third-party responsibility, for sure. Or, well, which whoever, just the apathy towards them not needing to do it, yeah. Well, I'd say they have their hands full, though. Like, if someone else handles it completely well in a way that's accessible and they're not making money off of it, like if Filter Blade started charging for access to loot filters or something like that, then they'd probably have a problem with that and then bring it into like their core mechanic. But as long as things stay like community tools and open and stuff like that, yeah, they're happy to pass the buck because it's one less thing that they have to hire developers for. And it's one less thing that they have to maintain while simultaneously publishing two games at the same time. Oh, for sure. But this is seven years though. Like they've been behind the ball the entire time. That's not something that you they've been creating are excited games to neglect from time. your budget. When normal PoE was out, they were making Acts 6 or 5 through 10. And then as soon as Acts 5 through 10 were out, they started working on PoE too. They've been simultaneously creating two games the entire time since probably sure whenever they started working on The Fall of Aureus. But no matter your project, you still have to be capable of handling your own game. And Maybe they're fine with it handle the core. Maybe they're fine yeah, with I, default. But that's, they're that, happy sure. to pass the book. That see, but that drives me that's nuts. That's what they did for racing is they, they passed it all on us. They're like, if you want racing to survive, go for it. You right. got to do but it. But look at, look at how that attitude inflicts with everything else. It's a free to play game. Yeah. But I think, I think, okay. So on, I think you're, cause you're kind of covering really broad, a broad topic with a couple very pointed um, points, like with regards to the filter, I think GGG doesn't care and I wouldn't blame them. There's a really good third party thing out there and whether or not a new player knows about it or not, I don't think they're super concerned about on the engine side and how the game runs. I, it drove me nuts for years now that my CPU gets just slaughtered while I have graphics cards sitting there just chilling, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. It's not going to change. Maybe hopefully that'll be a change that you'll see as PoE2 or if they do more with Vulcan, but that it's not going to change and they can't add more to the game without putting bigger pressure onto that cpu load the game would just get until they completely redo the engine which is what they're trying to do incrementally over time yeah so i i'm not really sure i think i know where you're coming from it was ambitious to begin with the fact that they were a brand new company that used their own engine instead of building it something else and it worked for a while like really cool and also like terrible at the same time I don't think it's an apathy thing, though, Ty. I don't think they just don't care. I just think they are they put their man hours to different things. And the filter thing to me is I'm totally fine with. I don't want them doing my filter anyway. I saw what they did from nothing to default. It's not great. So I'd rather do my own filter anyway. True. Chris would have quit, our buddy Chris. He was going to quit if he had to look at all that stuff. Sure, but PoE's always been like that. And I'm not saying that just specifically to Chris. It always has been. I have had friends come and go that... PoE is just not the game for some people. It's not going to be a game for everybody. And a filter is certainly not the thing that's going to change that. Like D3 is like the haha, invite a new one in and they can get a hold of it sort of game. And PoE Hands is down, that. they can. 
I just think in retention, like the company's been chasing themselves for so long, where wherever it is that you say that they put their man hours and the things that they're fine to leave to other people, I feel like they've been chasing their game since for forever. And this is kind of the point now with players being willing to give up within the first week, even if it is a league like BK says, where, okay, this is the league where we're going to fix stuff. We've revamped all this stuff. This is going to be a simple league so we can fix this. Well, retention sucks. And I think retention's going to suck until it's done. Since it's a business decision why they uh, gave us POE too, right? Get everyone hyped, get supporter packs sold, and then they knew what league they were putting up. I hate POE too right Maybe. now. <laughs> Maybe. I just think long-term retention's going to really suck until POE too. Just be, I just think the game's kind of, the community's kind of just kind of fed up. We're getting a new, I think we're getting a new, new, new in-game this December, right? Because it'll be a two-year for Conquerors, and every two years it changes. So here's to, here's to hoping the next iteration will be Maven 2.0 or something neat like that. I'm, I'm done with Conquerors anyways. You know what I could use in the new boss battle that's going to come? More off-screen damage and more puzzles. I think you're lying. I just like whoever did the the red on red on red just needs to be put in a corner. With the dude who <laughs> forgot to do the check at the yeah, beginning of the, the league. Yeah, with the dude that forgot to, yeah, exactly. They can just that, go sit in the corner. That person's never going to make, make a mistake again. That's the person you hang on to. The person that makes the massive that's mistake, the they guy feel like that's crap. going to be like 95 years old in a nursing home with like septic <laughs> shock, thrashing back and forth of his bed talking about servers. All right, let's wrap this up so we can go to After Dark. You going to join us for After Dark, BK? Yep, yep. For your birthday mm-hmm. with drinks yep. and grass talk. Anyway, no. thank you so much, Low BK, day. for joining us again. <laughs> Episode 81, Forever Exiled. I am Justin, a.k.a. Tags. Tyler Wrecker of Days. And I'm Riddle Neat. Yeah. We'll uh, catch you guys. Patreons will catch you in After Dark. Everybody else will catch you in Episode 82. If you're looking for more information, you can find our website down below, foreverxl.com. We're on Twitter, foreverxl82. Our Discord links down below. Patreon and other things are down below. And BK's info- information is also down below. Peace. I'm waving goodbye.